This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hello, risk management professionals and bankers. My name is Jason Albert, and I'm here today to talk to you about my article, Nonprofits Behaving Badly. As bankers, we all understand the importance of representing our institution as a responsible corporate citizen, and one of the most beneficial ways for us to accomplish those goals is to be a partner with the various nonprofit institutions in our communities. Not only does partnering and lending to a local nonprofit provide an asset with stable earning potential, but also gives the bank high visibility and an ingrained customer base in order to do future business. However, as with all niche lending, there are certain latent risks that must be recognized and mitigated against during the origination of a nonprofit loan. First and foremost is the high visibility and reputational risk that the bank can incur in the event of a workout situation. Resolution strategies such as foreclosure and note sale, except in cases of fraud or insolvency, become unpalatable for the bank given the high reputational risk associated with the deal. Therefore, lenders must be comfortable and confident with the, with the nonprofit that they are doing business and be vigilant as to any red flags that might portend a pending default. While these red flags are not proof of a nonprofit behaving badly, they are ind indicative of atypical behavior that should be addressed. When nonprofits demonstrate this atypical performance and descend into higher risk behaviors, their conduct can best be personified by the classic archetypes of, a, of bad boy rock stars, prima donna celebrities, and pampered athletes. The more notorious rock band and celebrity cliches, such as diva leadership, extravagant expenditures, poor selection of business partners, large entourages and staff, and the inability to manage money are harbingers of a poorly operating nonprofit. By noticing these parallels, lenders can avoid enabling their borrowers from self-destruction and insolvency, as well as avoid carrying a deadhead asset on their books. The first of these rock star cliches, which I refer to as the cult of personality, is in reference to the transformational leadership that often defines many of our nonprofit clients. Like rock stars, these leaders inspire tremendous devotion from their congregation and administrative staff. While this loyalty is certainly an asset, especially as it pertains to religious organizations, because it results in more giving units and higher tithings, over-reliance on one individual carries specific risks that must be identified and mitigated by the lender. First, a transform transformative leader that established a nonprofit often has outsized influence on the direction and performance of the organization. For example, a popular pastor who establishes a church, grows the congregation, and eventually retires, and then ultimately results in a precipitous membership decline. A bank that lent to this church during its peak congregation enrollment could easily find its borrower over leveraged. Second, some transformative nonprofit leaders also act as if the organization exists to services their own, pur their own purposes and not necessarily those stated aims of the organization. These self-dealing individuals treat the nonprofit more as a closely held business and utilize the resources of the organization to satiate their own personal needs. For, for instance, these leaders reward themselves with large salaries, purchase assets such as homes and cars for personal use, and engage in nepotism by hiring family and friends to highly paid administrative positions in the organization. To avoid this type of borrower, banks should lend to those organizations that have formalized board and governance documents with a healthy, diverse, and arm's length relationship between the board of directors and the elder council and the transformative leader. Another rock star prima donna uh, behavior that some nonprofits exhibit is what I refer to as the hidden profit motive. 
many nonprofits are managed and governed by volunteer boards who generously donate their time and effort and hire businesses and individuals to help implement their vision. Like naive rock stars being taken advantage by an unscrupulous manager, sometimes those for-profit businesses or management companies can take advantage of the generosity of the volunteer staff in order to enrich their own pockets. Their lenders would be wise to question line items in their client's budget that appear to be beyond the norm of similar services, as well as have frank discussions regarding the bidding process as required in the governing documents. A tremendous amount of goodwill could be engendered by the bank by bringing this advice to the board, especially when it results in savings to the organization. The more insidious form of the hidden profit motive is demonstrated where the founding principal or leader establishes a nonprofit organization and then concurrently launches a for-profit management company to provide quote-unquote essential services to the nonprofit. The management fees paid by the nonprofit, often without the board or other stakeholders truly understanding the relationship with this for-profit company, can be quite steep and often result in operating budgets that leave little room to accomplish the true mission of the nonprofit. Overall, banks can act as corporate responsible citizens and increase their civic profile by lending to the invaluable organizations that serve our communities. However, they must be wary of not enabling some of the bad boy behaviors that can damage the nonprofit and threaten the repayment of the loan back to the bank. Sometimes tough conversations are needed to occur between these partners, especially if it requires the nonprofit to seek professional assistance and attend a corporate version of, of rehab. Quitting bad habits such as operating beyond their budgeted means or breaking off unhealthy relationships typified by, by the unfavorable for-profit management company contracts are never easy. However, with the support, encouragement, and possibly uh, the requirement by their lender, the nonprofit can return to doing what it does best, servicing the various needs of its community. Thank you for your time and please visit the RMA Journal for further information on this article as well as to read and review the, ver the other many great pieces written by our fellow professionals. You can reach me at jason.p.alpert at wellsfargo.com. Good luck with all of your future endeavors, and thank you very much.